Okay, part two. Mishnichnas other Marbin Basimcha. We are on Tzadik Tes Amid Beis, five lines up from where the there's narrow, then medium, and then wide at the very bottom. This is five lines up from the medium, and now it's actually a shift, uh, a little bit of a shift. We were talking before about a craftsman who's while he's making the shtender, um, or while he's adding something, putting finishing touches on the shtender, and he destroys it. Uh, our Mishnah discusses. He, that he had, whether he has to pay or not for that. Now we're going to go straight into what we would call malpractice as follows. Amr Shmuel, Tabach Uman Shekilkel. Right? So you brought an animal, right? You brought your valuable animal to be shechted because you want to eat meat, right? And to a expert, right? Shechter, Shechet, an expert slaughterer, and he messed it up. He accidentally didn't do a proper Shechita. Now the whole animal is in a Vela. It's it's worthless to eat and you sell it. It's worth a lot less also, right, in, to sell. So, malpractice. The shaykhet has to pay Andrew, who gave him the animal to shecht, the damage. And then Shmuel gets carried away, apparently, and he says he's a mazik, this shaykhet. He's a poshaya. Poshaya? He did it negligent. It, it's awful, this malpractice. It's as if Andrew said, shechted to me over here by the esophagus, and he shechted him somewhere else. He, he stabbed it in the heart. You know what I mean? He hit it. So, okay. These are harsh words indeed. So the Gemara says, Why is Shemuel getting carried away? He's saying he's a damager, he's negligent. The Gemara says you have to say both because if he would have said, said he's a damager, I would have said, okay, let's, he, he only has to pay when he's working for a fee. Right? But if Andrew, uh, if he was just a sheikhet that's a, Andrew's buddy and he was doing him a favor, so then maybe he wouldn't have to pay. Right? We have to tell him, no, he's negligent. That even if Andrew gave it to him as an animal, and as a friend, he was doing it for free. He's a poshaya. You have to use that extra sort of derogatory language to teach you that you have to pay in any event, right? So no matter whether you're doing it for free as a favor or you're getting paid to do it, this malpractice is so severe that the sheikhet would have to pay for the difference in the animal. So now, it goes like this. Esri of Chama Barguri Shmuel. Rav Barguria is bringing a, Ben Gurion, as it were, is bringing a brysa that seems to indicate that if he did it for free, he wouldn't have to pay as follows. And I said, Behemah Tavach Benibla, right? Andrew, again, is bringing his Behemah to Sheikhet, and the Sheikhet uh, doesn't Sheikhet properly and becomes a Nevela. Uman Pater, Hedyot Chayev. An interesting idea that if he's an expert Sheikhet, then he's not going to be Chayev. But if he's just, like, not qualified, he's a Hedyot, and he's doing it. Then he is chayev. Vim noisid sachar. But that's if he's doing it as a favor. So it's interesting, right? A person has to have the self-awareness to know that he has the training, continuing education and the training to do it. If he's doing it as a favor, then it, and he's untrained, then he still should be more liable, right? Barry might say, wait a minute. Don't we have the sheikhetz sort of um, academy? To, to say that we have standards and therefore like we'll take your shirkat license away and you should be more culpable if you're if you bring yourself up as an expert no so the answer is things can in fact happen the question is where was the negligence it sounds like the negligence in this particular case was in taking on a task that you were not qualified to do right so if you're taking on a task even if it's for free you should be chayev but if you're getting paid 
then even if you are a professional, you should be chayiv, right? If you're getting paid, you should be chayiv. Be that as it may, it sounds like that an expert who does it for free is not going to be chayiv. So, so, so this was the question of Rav Barguria to Shmuel, to which Shmuel replied, a little derogatory, uh, clear up your brain frog, dude. What do you mean? Also, yeah, and another one of the guys in Shear came to Shmuel and brought the same brisa. So Shmuel's like, what are you guys up to? You should receive the same treatment as your friend. You guys have fought Mayim Frog today because I said to both of you, according to the halacha, is like Rabbi Meir. I bring you Rabbi Meir. And, and, and you're coming to me with a challenge of Brysa by, by the Rabbanon? Am I lo you should have looked into my words very carefully. When I say the words, I mean what I say and I say what I mean. You have to listen to every word I say. I'll repeat it for you again. Shani, Oimer, Mazik, Hu, Poshea, Hu. What I tell you? Yes, first I said very derogatory that he's a Mazik. And he's a Poshea, the Shochet. And then I said, Nasek, Remember when I told you that? I said it's as if I told him, Shechet in the esophagus and you stabbed it in the heart. Man, Isle, Haisvar. Who has that that reasoning to why he's a Pashaya, Rabbi Meir. Why Rabbi Meir? Rabbi Meir says a person has to pay attention and take, uh, and, and take precautions, which is to say it is Rabbi Meir Shita who says that a person should take accountability, right, for uh, someone else's property and someone else's things, right? So this is beyond damage. That a person is considered a damager, right, if he's not careful enough, not if he's just intentionally damaging, but by not being careful enough. Where do we see the mayor holds, though? As follows. Hi, Rabbi Mayor. Which, which halacha of mayor are we referring to? So, so now we're going to search where do mayor say it. And we're going to have some empty searches and we're finally going to find it. As follows. Maybe it's the following halacha. Now they're going to have kalan siman, that little parentheses. That's just a mnemonic for the three attempts we're going to have to show where mayor holds that you're accountable for these actions. So the first one is the tanan, like we learned in the Mishnah, and Daphim Ham and Bez, as follows. A little more sounds like Nazikin, right? You, uh, Barry was tied his, right, tied his ox with a rein, and he locked the gate, and it was karoi, it was the way it was supposed to be, and still, the shore goes out. Does the Hezek bain tam bemur chayev? Barry's going to be chayev. Diver Rabbi Meir. So that's not how we bask in. But Rabbi Meir had said that even though Barry tied it up pretty good, Barry still has culpability. We see over there that Rabbi Meir holds that you're chayev for not taking the proper precautions. In other words, taking be accountable for your locking up of your short Barry. Says the Gemara, no, that is not a raya that would be applicable over here to the shechting because hasam bekrai pligi. In other words, over there, if you look at Mepheim and Beis, we were talking about Psukim, Gzer, Sakasov, very unique to Shor. It has nothing to do with our case of Shechting, and to, it can't be applied to other cases. It's unique to Shor, and therefore, it, it cannot be what Rameir's uh, Shita would be here. So where uh, else does Rameir seem to say that you take accountability? As follows. We learned in the Mishnah that we're going to learn tomorrow, that we already mentioned, with the wool dying. As follows. It's well, the other as follows. Right, Barry gets attacked to given. Let's uh, let's dye this red wool black. Or shacharitz for autumn. Or vice versa. Reb Meir, Reb Meir, nice lad made tomorrow. Reb Meir was the one that said, right, that that Barry has to pay Andrew the value of the wool that he gave him. Well, maybe that's because, right, he didn't take enough precautions. Like in other words, Barry was given a task, uh, 
And he failed at his test, but why does he have to pay for the, for the wool? Because he just didn't do what he was supposed to do. Says the Gemara, no, hustle be a dime, clone Wait a minute. Did he intentionally burn it? In other words, he might be chayev, but not because he's considered a poshea. Not, in other words, we can never, no matter how you do it, right? We said, what was the language of Vermeer? He said that it's as if you said, shachat lomikan v'shachat lomikan. That's not really, and it's, it sounds like you did it on purpose. This could never have been done on purpose, and therefore that can't be the reference that, uh, of Vermeer saying that it's as if he did it on purpose. Because he didn't, right, with his, he, right? In other words, are you going to say that it's as intentionally burnt and took it away from him? Barry would never do that. So that doesn't make any sense, right? So therefore, that can't be the case of Rameir. But now, finally, the last case will be our Rameir. Elaha, Rameir, Detanya, we have the Bryson. Nishbar, Kadavala, Silka. If a person's pitcher broke in Rosh Rabim and he didn't clean it up, and then, sure enough, a mishap took place, I'm sorry, and similarly, if his camel fell and he didn't clear the way, Rameir, Omer, Chayev, Meniska. And you're going to be Chayev for any Nezek that happens from the stuff that mishap that you had in Rosh Hashanah. Chayev say that you can't take him to Bezdin for it because he really didn't do any actual Nezek. He just didn't remove the thing. But Bedin Shemaim, you're going to be culpable because there is accountability ultimately, but just not in Bezdin. Anyway, And there we said, this was on Daf Chavtes, you might recall, that they were, that they were uh, disputing whether a person who trips is considered negligent, which is to say, do you have to watch your step and be accountable for some of your mistakes? So that's where Rabbi Meir says, yes, you do. And therefore, that's the shita of Rabbi Meir that says that if you are a shoichet and you do an appropriate shita, so then you do have accountability for that activity. Okay, again, like you go to a professional, so there's a certain level of unprofessionalism or lack of attention, I should say, that's considered a form of negligence. Okay, so 20 lines up to the bottom. Let's talk more about shechita. Right? Again, a shechet that didn't do proper shechita is chayev. And that's even if he's such an expert that he's the one giving the CE courses. In Sipori, they knew everything. They were up on all the newest techniques and everything. Okay? And so you say, okay, sometimes you make mistakes. Okay, so you pay for those mistakes. You have accountability. Is that really what Yochanan says? That's the Gemara. There was once a case, such a case came to Rabbi Yochanan. Somebody shechted improperly in the Ma'on shul. And Rabbi Yochanan said to the He says, if you could give me a proof that you're actually not incompetent, but like a real expert in this, in this chicken shechting, I will be part to you from the money. Wait a minute. Didn't Rabbi Yochanan say that you're chayev even if you're an expert? So, why did he rule that, that, that he could patron from the money? He says, So those were two different cases. In the case where he did it for free, he's going to say that he's not chayev. That was the second case. But the first case was one where he was getting paid. If you're getting paid, then you have that extra level of culpability. That even if you're an expert, you're going to be chayev. Oh. How so? This, this distinction has a support from what Rabbi Zeir said because he says, uh, if a person wants to have extra uh, insurance, um, right, shechita insurance, pay him. If you pay him, then you have shechita insurance, which is to say, if, even if he's an expert, if he messes up, he's going to have to compensate you. Oh. 
Now, so they say that, again, you're going to be free if, from liability if you don't get paid. But that doesn't seem to be uh, like the following b'risa. Meisve, we have a b'risa that says the following. Let's say you bring wheat to a miller. The miller himself did not do the proper procedure. He didn't soak them as he should before grinding them. Sure enough, that ruined the wheat, right? Now it's no longer flour. Now it's coarse bran, fine bran. Everything got messed up. Kemach lenachtom. Or you bring flour to a baker. You say, bring, make me a beautiful bread. But also, pasni pulin. All of a sudden, he, he gives it back to you. It's crumbling. Behema tabach. Or, again, our case, you bring a behema to the sheichet, v'nibla, and he turns it into a nebela chayv. Why? Mipnei shehu kit no say sachar. Wow. They say that he's chayv. Why? Because it's as if he got paid. Mashma, the inference is he didn't get paid, but he has the same culpability irrespective of whether he got paid. So that's exactly against what Yechonim Rebbe says. Says the Gemara, not necessarily, because when it says Shu Kenosha Sachar, it's not necessarily what it meant to say. The Bryce might have rather said, Ema Mi Pnei who knows a Sachar. Change the entire meaning of the Bryce and say it's not, it's as if he got paid, but he literally did get paid. Okay, well, if he got paid, so that's exactly what Yechonim Rebbe is saying. Good. So now 14 lines up from the bottom. Incident. With the question of Ashkita, who magrumta da soy lekamei the rav, shechet with hagrama. Hagrama is a detail. God willing, will be zeicher to learn chulin and all that. Basically, you have to shecht it clean, Barry. You have to do it within certain rings of the trachea, and you got to shecht it and the esophagus shecht it straight clean. What if you go at an angle, right? That's the agruma. You end up on the outside of the ring of the, of the cart, ring of cartilage. Right, you messed up the shechita. You go, you went in a zigzag. I'll never forget when I when I uh, I decided I am the father. I have the uh, I have the mitzvah of bris milah on my own son. So I am going to perform this bris milah for my fourth and as it turned out, youngest son Nachi. Uh, I was going to do the bris milah myself. Rav Scheinberg was the sandak. He was coming to Ramat Beit Shemesh. Zetzal, like this was going to be a big deal, and I want to do is my year, first year shalmi child. I was going to do the mitzvah in a mufchar. And so I practiced the night before with the mayo, and I was practicing on these latex gloves, and they were coming out like all zigzag. And my oldest son Moshe came in, and he saw, and he started crying, and they ran away. <laughs> so, anyways, it worked out. I think I don't know. It worked out. I think. But the point is, you can't you can't mess around. It's got to be a straight. That's what the mayo was teaching, t- telling me. It's got to be straight through. Like, don't mess around. Don't start zigzagging. Shechita as well. It's got to be sharp. It's got to be straight. It's got to be clean. It's got to be quick. Otherwise, it's Nevela. That's the bottom line. So again, he gave him the, right? The, he, he, so the Magramusa was the Shaykhet, and he comes to Rav, and he says, what should I do? I, I, I went with a zigzag, and I think it's not so kosher. So Tarfei Fatra Tabach Rav ruled. Now, by the way, very sincere guy. He's bringing it to the Rav, right? He said, I'll ask a Shaila. He asks the Mamish a Shaila, and he says, you are Potter from, from paying. This was, this was, but, 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 Here's, here's the, right, um, irony. It's a trefa. In other words, he says, it's trefa, right? Nobody can eat this, but you don't have to pay. It's like a, it's like a middle, middle ground. Pagu be Rav Kana Rav Asi bahu gavra. So Rav Kana Rav Asi met this, this sheikhet, the owner of the animal. I'm like, avid bach rav tarti. He says, rav did two good things for you. In other words, they're trying to make the owner feel better. The owner isn't getting the money, but... He also is, is, and his animal is a trefa. So you'd say it's the worst of both worlds. He loses the money and the animal. So why are these Rabbanim telling him that it's the best of both worlds? What two favors did he do? Asked the Gemara. My Tarti. 
So, first of all, Elam attacked to the Gerusa. Maybe he meant, no, it was the worst of both worlds. He did a double wrong. You didn't get the money and you didn't get the chicken. So, right? Because this whole idea of the zigzag is actually a machlokas. And he could have sided like Rabbi Yosef Yehuda had made the chicken kosher, but instead he made it treif. So that's the first strike. And even if he had like the Rabbanon, that it's treif, he at least could have made the chayev, the, 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 the shaykhet chayev. And he did the worst of both worlds. He said, the chicken's treif and you don't get paid. So maybe that's what he meant. Not that he did you two favors, but he double nailed you with his psak. Okay, says the Gemara, are we allowed to say such a thing? Unbelievable idea. When you go to a Bezdin, you come back from the Bezdin, a Dayan is never allowed to say to the guy, you know, I ruled in your favor, but it's all those other jerks in the uh, Dayanim that ruled against you. You're supposed to just leave yourself out of it, right? In other words, the Dayanim may give the Psak as a unified Bezdin, and they never say who said what, right? That is... Very, very poor form. In fact, you're not allowed to do that. Right? So he says, why? You can't say, you know, I would have done good for you. But all the other Dayanim, they were the ones Well, can I do? I did try to do you a favor. I tried to rule in your favor. But they, uh, they were the majority. That you can't do. That is what the Pasuk means in Mishle when it says you're revealing the sight of what happened. That's Rechilus. Right, you're not allowed to talk like that if you're a judge. Everybody knows that. That's awful behavior. It's like the first rule of being a judge is don't talk about what you deliberated on in the judge's chambers with the litigants afterwards. It's ridiculous. So it can't be that that's what they were saying. Ah, so similarly with a rabbi, right? The rabbi gives you a psaq. Your buddies can't, your knucklehead buddies can't say, oh, the rabbi didn't know what he was talking about. He messed you up. And also the other local rabbis. You go to rabbi for a psaac, and you go to rabbi number two for the psaac. Do you think, do you think Rabbi, how or Rabbi Rose would ever say about each other, oh, yeah, no, they, they, he didn't give you a proper psaac. You really got nailed with that psaac. No, who talks like that? Nobody would ever say that. So it can't be that that's what they meant. They had to have meant that he did you a favor. But what kind of favor did he do? You lost the chicken and you lost the money, says the Gemara. So what was the favor? First of all, you lost the chicken. That means now you're not eating the vela. So that's good. Okay? You're eating, right? Because there's a suffix, whether it's kosher. And also, right, you don't want, you want your money, but you also don't want to take it, right, when it's not owed, owed to you. That's tantamount to stealing. So, right, you look at it from the view of a tamar chacham, and you realize that, no, you didn't lose the chicken and lose the money, you avoided eating treif and avoided taking somebody's money in an inappropriate fashion. That was the double favor that the rabbi did for you by poskating as such. Now seven lines up from the bottom, the Gemara says, Itmar, Hamaradina l'shulchani, money changer, gave you advice about the validity of a coin. Okay. Benim and the advice was terrible advice. He thought it was valid and it wasn't. Tani Chada, one price says Uman Potter, so he's, he's not Chayev, and a Hedjot is Chayev, that an expert is Potter, but a, but a non expert, a novice would be Chayev. And the other said that, another price says that either way you're Chayev. In other words, again, Andrew wants to, let's say, buy a precious coin. He brings it to an appraiser, and he says, This is great. Turns out the whole thing came out of a cereal box, it was worth nothing. So is the appraiser Chayev? 
Machlokas in the in the braces. So how do you resolve it? Amar Papa Kitanya Uman Potter Kagon the Dan Kuvi Isur the Lotzrich Lemigmar Klal. Those who are Potter have to be such an expert that Danku and Isser were the biggest expert. They didn't. They're the ones that are teaching the course. So like if they got fooled, anybody could get fooled, and you can't um, you can't fault them for that. They don't have to pay. El Bemaito. What was their error? If they're such experts, says the Gemara. To Besikta Chata Da Ishaita the Nafik Mutute Sikta. There's a new die and a new stamp. At that very time, it came at Mamish like that day. So like literally they're up to the continuing ed of the, of, of the money changers, but that day it came out like Mamish, before it was like FDA approved or whatever, they didn't even find out. So this guy got the first edition. They had no way of knowing and therefore they have no culpability. Oh. Finally, we finished with an incident. So a woman showed a dina to Rebichia to verify. Rebichia, by the way, knew his coins like you would not believe. So he told her it was good. The next day she said, you know what? Right? So I gave it, I, I tried to pay for something with it and they laughed at me and they said, that's not currency and they threw me out of the store. So Rebichia said to Rav, Okay, he said, Rav, Go, go give it to her. And write on my ledger, that was a bad deal. In other words, write on my ledger, I missed that one. Wow, what a tzaddik. He says, repay her and I missed it. Says the Gemara. In other words, Rebuchia didn't know any less than Danki and Danku and Isser. Danku and Isser, right, we said it was a very unique case. And they're potter because they're the biggest expert. The biggest experts don't have to pay. Well, Rav Chia was also the biggest expert. So he, like Danko and Isser, shouldn't have to pay either. He knew it has to have been like a, such a unique case that you can't hold him culpable. Elamai answers the Gemara. He didn't have to pay her. And he didn't have to admit mistake. He was just working. The Pasuk that we uh, learned recently with Yisro's advice to Moshe, he says, Right? So Yisro says, you just inspired me with your ways of the Torah. You should teach those ways. means you should make known to them as we arrive at Kufa Medalif, look at the smallness of the stuff. That's how to teach them the livelihood. Es is Zugmilos Chasadim. You should teach them Gilos Chasadim. Yelchu that they should walk Zebikur Choylem. You should teach them Bikur Choylem. Ba is Kvura. As a Maisa Zehadin, Asher Yasun Zulifnim Esherasadin. This teaches you that when when possible, you should teach them not only to do the letter of the law, the least that you can, but when monetary matters and all matters, we should be Zacher to go Lifnim Esherasadin.